0: Give me one more test here.
1: Testing, testing.
0: Get as comfortably close with that. Get comfortable
1: on these cement (laughs) steps. Hey, I got you in the shade. Just kidding.
0: Oh, my God, I got you. We fight every time. I got you in the shade. This is, like, perfect. It is perfect. We've sat in a lot worse than concrete steps. Next time I'll find you, like, a cabana (laughs) and we can record... Um, Poolside at a spa.
1: Awesome. I'll hold you to that.
0: Okay. First fight of the day. (laughs) Um, Welcome to Total SF and our tourist traps that we love episode. We're going to have a draft. It's going to be very competitive. Talking about the tourist traps in San Francisco that we love. But first, let's talk a little bit about our venue. Um, We are recording at the Alta Plaza Park Steps. Which we picked for a very special reason, Heather.
1: Yes, it's a beautiful day in the city. We happen to also be on a slow street, which is appropriate considering our love of those. But um, the Alta Plaza steps play a big role in What's Up Doc, a comedy that we're showing as our 12th total SF movie night on April 21st.
0: Yeah, that's Thursday, April 21st, 7 p.m. You can get your tickets at balboamovies.com. Uh, Tickets are selling briskly. I recommend you get your tickets now. uh, Get a good seat. And come see our movie where these steps play a very important role. Uh, The big chase scene, the cars come down, famously damage these steps. I'm actually writing a story about this, Heather. And 50 years later, you can come here and see the results of filming of a Hollywood movie without a permit. Um, very special place that we're recording today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is. But um, in the meantime, we're talking about tourist traps, and this is a great time to do that because the city's opening up again, tourists are starting to come back, but that doesn't mean that the locals need to stay away from all of these places that tourists are likely to visit because some of them are pretty awesome. Um, We're not exactly you know, racing to Madame Tussaud's Wax Museum or anything. At least that's not on my list, Peter. It might
0: be on my list, Heather. You don't know.
1: (laughs) But there are a lot of great um, touristy places that are worth San Franciscans visiting, too.
0: So this is our typical draft. We have not told each other what is on our list. Um, I have my piece of paper. You have your huge notebook (laughs) that has... Um, a lot of detail that is scaring me a little bit. But uh, again, this will be very competitive. We will be in at least three fights before this is over. So we're here live on the Alta Plaza steps. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Okay, so I have my list, you have your list, but first let's set some rules. In the past, when we've done touristy things, I think we've had a very loose definition of what a tourist trap is. What do you consider to be a tourist trap?
1: I think it's kind of a derogatory term because a lot of what I'm saying I actually love, and I don't consider them like cheesy stuff that only tourists in, like, you know, tank tops in the middle of foggy August will be at. So, um, I would say things that you'd find in a guidebook, on a postcard, you know, things that are associated strongly with visiting San Francisco as a tourist.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think just because it's in a touristy area doesn't necessarily mean it's a tourist trap. We've called Musee Mecanique a tourist trap. We've called Buena Vista Cafe. I think for the purposes of my list, that's where I draw the line. I don't consider those places to be tourist traps. Everything on my list is something where you will find someone in an alcatraz sweatshirt at some point (laughs) during the day
1: because they were totally unprepared for the foggy weather and spent like 60 bucks on a i escaped from the psych ward at alcatraz sweatshirt
0: (laughs) definitely um that said though these are all places that i legitimately like to go this is not something that is ironic anymore i think in the you know Few years that we've been traveling together and going out and doing things, I like the touristy parts of the city more and more. So, um, none of this is ironic. This is places I actually want to go, even though, as you said, they'd be in a tourist guidebook.
1: Also, I think we need to um, make clear that we're not knocking tourists themselves. We want visitors to come to San Francisco, despite what you may have heard on fox news it's still worth your time and your money and we need it so come visit
0: yeah we're here uh again alta plaza park we're at clay and pierce um people jogging up and down the steps i saw a couple deliveries here Uh, i have not seen anything that you would see on fox news like a lot of the city (laughs) um it's a really beautiful place so um with that let's jump into it you can pick first what's your first tourist trap that we love
1: Okay, I'm stealing this from you because I'm guessing it might be on your list as well. Gotta go with the cable cars. We love them as locals. Um, I take my kids out riding on them all the time. We're friends with some of the grip men. Um, We've judged the cable car bell ringing contest. So this is by no means a knock on cable cars. It's a I love you cable cars, even though you're filled with tourists who don't understand where they're supposed to stand, how they're supposed to pay. Um, But cable cars are definitely awesome, a treasure in San Francisco, and we should ride them as much as possible.
0: What is your line? What is the cable car? Like, where do you want to get on the cable car? Where do you want to get off? What's your ideal cable car journey?
1: Well, I usually bart from Glen Park, so it's natural to get on at the Powell um, turnaround. And then I prefer the Hyde line because it goes, as you said, past the Buena Vista Cafe. You can get an Irish coffee, great views of the Golden Gate Bridge, a lot to explore around there, like Musée Mécanique and the tall ships and the wharf. And I prefer that to the Powell street line, which does feel more tourist trappy. I'll
0: go even one further. I'd rather get on at California, take California up and then pick up the hide when you're near the top of the hill there. Um, but, uh, I agree. Yeah. It, it's a little thing.
1: The California line's awesome and, and definitely underrated.
0: Yeah. Well, that was on my list, but I knew you were going to take it. So, um, I'm going to go with the number two thing on my list, which is really the number one thing on my list. Cause I predicted <laughs> you'd go cable cars first, uh, Golden Gate Bridge. I just love walking across it. Every time I do it, I'm glad I did it. And I wish I would do it more often. Um, I think, you know, when I'm not on the Golden Gate Bridge, I think, ah, that's kind of a cheesy thing to do. And then when I'm there, I'm like, this is an engineering marvel. Uh, The views are always really cool, always really different depending on the fog. And I just love the idea of getting a bike, whether I'm biking in, you know, from Alameda and I'm on my own bike, or if someone wants to rent a bike, um, right around like Great Meadow Park near Fort Mason um, or the Presidio Parade Grounds, you could Find parking and even bring a bike if you have to bring a car. And then ride your bike across. It's not like there's a lot of uphill there. You can ride your bike across and back. And that's a really fun, low impact bike trip. And it's just so beautiful up there. Um, So Golden Gate Bridge is my number one.
1: Well, you stole that from my list. You'll be glad to know. Um, I love walking across the Golden Gate Bridge. I've never biked it, but I would definitely try that. I really want to go to the top. We did the top of Sutra Tower, and apparently special guests can go to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge, although I don't know exactly how you set that up, so someday.
0: When we did our um, Men of the Chronicle calendar in 2001, which you still have. Thank you for not putting that on social media. (laughs) It was pre-social media when... When uh, we did that, I, I, I was Mr. July for anybody listening. <laughs> we, we won't go any further except it involved our printing press and uh, pictures I don't really want to get out.
1: But, <laughs> I'm um, going to blackmail you with this.
0: How do we get on this track?
1: <laughs> you brought it up.
0: At that auction where we were selling the calendars, the big prize was Michael Yaki, who was a supervisor at the time, was going to take someone up to the top of golden gate bridge so clearly if you're connected in this city you can get up there
1: well if listeners know how total sf can get to the top of golden gate bridge let us know
0: secrets of golden gate bridge future (laughs) episode
1: okay i am going to go next with top of the mark this is also cable Ah. car related you can ride a cable car to top of the mark um But I just love riding that elevator to the very top of the Mark Hopkins Hotel, to the bar. It's very old school, classic San Francisco. You can order a martini and the views are stunning. A 360 basically um, degree view of the city. You can just see everything, um, the bay, the ocean, all of the gorgeous buildings and the bridges. And just being up there feels like you're back in time. And I love it.
0: And you stole it from me. Yes. And I had it later on my list. I have like two others I thought you'd pick first. Um, so uh, I'm surprised. I'm a little thrown off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. It, it, First of all, I mean, you know, overpriced. Yeah, you can go up and get an overpriced. Well, every
1: tourist trap is overpriced.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, they're, you know, really overpriced. But you can get uh, expensive Mai Tai. But then there's so much you can do around there that's um, really affordable. I mean, you can go do yoga at Grace Cathedral across the street. Um, you can head into the Tenderloin for lunch. Uh, Polk Street's an option, too. But I like, like, remember that Turkish place that we went oh, to yeah, was really after uh, Chronicle Party? Mm-hmm. that. I think we've Hole talked about wall. like four times on this episode. <laughs> La Turca at uh, 869 Geary Street. That's like three blocks away. You can go into the Tenderloin and get a really affordable, delicious lunch too. Um, top of the mark and, and the Tenderloin. Nobody's <laughs> suggesting that in any guidebooks. Uh, great pick.
1: Yes. Remember when we um, interviewed the very Reverend Malcolm Young at Grace Cathedral and asked him where he goes for a stiff drink? That was his answer, which is like the best answer ever.
0: Yeah. Um, if your neighborhood
1: bar is top of the mark
0: yeah so um go see the uh the dean of grace cathedral at (laughs) top of the mark have a drink with him uh okay i have to get tactical here um i'm gonna pick one that i think is on your list and it is alamo square slash the painted ladies slash the full house picnic spot um I never had that place on my radar. I mean, I really only knew it from Full House. I never went there. I lived in the hate and I didn't go there and it was a pretty short trip. Now I love that place because of our Blue Painted Lady tour with George Horsefall who gives tours of his painted lady. You can you can look on his Instagram. Do you know his Instagram? I
1: think it's just Blue Painted Lady.
0: Yeah, and then there's uh Pink Painted Lady is a Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, handle as well. And there's a woman who uh, has taken over the Pink Painted Lady and I think is renovating it and gives updates.
1: I think we need to go record in the Pink Painted Lady for more secrets of the Painted Ladies.
0: I think it's a really cool place. It's got the full house connection. You can walk around there. There's a great view of Sutro Tower. There's a lot of great places to eat around there. You can go to Bob's Donuts or walk into the hate. It's a really like fun launching point to a good day in San Francisco.
1: Yes, I totally agree. It was not on my list, but only because I forgot about it. But that is a great pick. I um, love George Horsefall. And I love that um, he and the owner of the Pink Painted Lady, like you said, embrace the tourists and appreciate them coming and spending their money here. Because it drives me nuts when people like buy a house on Alamo Square or Lombard Street and then complain about tourists being there. I'm like, you probably going to guess this. If you don't want to live in a tourist spot, don't buy a house there. So... Um, I just love that they they knew what they were getting into and they embrace it.
0: Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. Well, speaking of Lombard Street, um, I'm going to put that on my list. That is super tourist trappy.
0: I'm surprised. Yeah, like you've done car break-in stories. I know that's true.
1: (laughs) I don't like particularly driving down it, but I love walking down it, Um, and it's gorgeous picture taking from the top and the bottom. Great views of Coit Tower and the bay and the bridges and the cable car. Again, this is key for me. Stops right at the top. Um, I just think that is so classically tourist trappy, but also beautiful especially in the spring when the flowers are blooming and i think it's worth a visit
0: okay i uh, lock your car doors <laughs> read heather's column <laughs> no, take a ahead cable card walk that's what i'm telling you <laughs> okay even better good pick it was not on my list i wasn't thinking about twisty lombard street but um the flowers are beautiful so um i'm not going to disrespect that <laughs> um Next on my list, this is getting a little bit more specific, but uh, the Bodine Bakery Tour, Mm. which they are not doing tours now. Interestingly, I I looked this up, the only Bodine Bakery Tour is at Disneyland. Really? Yeah, they have like the Bodine Bakery there in the fake San Francisco and Disney's California Adventure. And they will give you a tour of the sourdough making but um still bodine you can go there they have those like 30 foot high picture windows and now i don't know if this is something that predated the pandemic or it's specifically a pandemic thing but there's a two-way intercom there now so you can walk up and ask the people as they're baking the bread that you're watching you can ask them bread baking questions which i think is a really cool thing and then i love going there we've gone there a couple times you get in a line it's super efficient. I think their food is really good. I've even, from the Chronicle, gone to the Bodine and, um, in the, the, the basement of Macy's. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a solid lunch. And you can go and eat outside and watch the tourists go by. You're right across from your beloved wax museum. <laughs> and I, I just like that place. I, that's, a, that's a place I'm gonna keep going back to for lunch, um, just for fun.
1: Mm-hmm. I can um, get on board with that, especially because um, I remember one time when we had lunch there together outside, you were pooped on by a bird. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) (laughs) And you freaked out. You like left. I thought you just like left in the middle of lunch. I didn't know where you went. And you came back a while later, still very upset about this bird.
0: Yeah, let's be specific that it was a bird because you didn't say that initially. I, I did was say pooped it. on by a bird. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was so jarring to me that I didn't even think to take a photo. And we were out doing total SF stuff where we're like hardwired that one of us is going to take a photo of everything. And I, I think I ran away before you could get a photo <laughs> of the bird poop on my arm. So um, yeah, now I'm now I'm reliving <laughs> that. I'm triggered. I think it's your turn.
1: Glad I could remind you of that wonderful day. I'm going to go with Coit Tower. Um, it's one of the best mu- on one of the best muni lines in the city, the 39 Coit, which, as we learned on this podcast a few months ago, is Gary Camille's favorite muni line. Um, he described it as this like very bizarre line that exists purely to get up to. Um, to a tower and back down and it does that famous um, weird U-turn I still don't know how it's possible um, for a bus to make a complete U-turn at the end of a cul-de-sac but somehow it does Um, but the tower itself is really a lot of fun to visit Um, there's a, at the bottom are a lot of murals done um, in the 1930s by 26 different artists, and there's um, scenes depicting the Chronicle in the newsroom, so look for those. You can get great views of the city, Telegraph Hill and the Bay Bridge. It's definitely, um, I think, an underrated tourist trap.
0: Um, good pick. It was not on my list, but I fully endorse this pick and love the 39 Coit. Okay, the last main one on my list is the Garibaldi Square Sunday. Fun little thing to do, not crazy expensive. And then it can, again, be like this launching point where you can walk around and explore the neighborhood. We just recorded last week when you weren't around because I wanted to nerd out with my <laughs> uh, nerd friend at the Cartoon Art Museum, Andrew Farrago, And um, you can check out the Cartoon Art Museum. So many things to do there. Um, the touristy stuff doesn't have to be super expensive. Go get a Sunday, That could be the most expensive thing. Check out the seals. Go to Musee Mac- unique um but uh sunday is on my list was that on your list
1: it was not but that's a good one okay my last big one is going to be rent a pedal boat at Stow Lake especially now with great weather um it's such i love Stow Lake in the middle of Golden Gate Park um you can get a boat and take it around Strawberry Hill which is on our audio tour of Golden Gate Park maybe you could listen to the audio tour on the boat or do it before or after you can get the um the cotton candy at the boathouse cafe and um, explore the lake with birds and turtles and flowers and it's just it's very touristy but very fun great family activity kids will love it
0: i don't know if that's technically um, at my line for what is a tourist trap Um, i think of that as more of a city thing if you had a paddle boat and it was in the pool at the Tonga Room <laughs> that would be on my list um, but great pick and I love that you're promoing our audio tour on VoiceMap through Golden Gate Park it is in three months thank you total SF listeners our audio tour is the most uh, highly rated most uh, successful audio tour in San Francisco on the Voice Map app people love it go check out our audio tour woohoo so that was it, but I have a couple honorable mentions. Do okay, you have I any? have a couple more. Why don't you list a couple of yours?
1: Okay. Um, you still have never been to Alcatraz, and <laughs> we keep saying we're going to rectify that, and we keep not doing it. So this year we're getting to Alcatraz, hopefully with John Martini, the historian, for a Secrets of Alcatraz episode. I love the night tour there. It's like spooky and cool, lots of history. Um, my other one was um, the Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Factory in Chinatown. We've been there a couple of times. Um, it's on Ross Alley, a quintessential little street in Chinatown. Um, the women who work there are super friendly and will pose for pictures with you as they make their fortune cookies. You can also buy what they label as X-rated fortune cookies, which we did before, and they're totally not. They're not X-rated. They're like PG-13 they're, at they're best. Weird. They're it's, weird. It's like a weird <laughs> indie
0: film. With It's a little bit saucy, it's not, yeah. Yeah, All
1: right. but definitely worth checking out.
0: Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Company was also on my list, you'll be happy to know. Um, again, as we're talking about launching off points, head over there, get some like PG-13 rated fortune cookies, <laughs> and go do some shopping and get a good lunch there. My other one was, uh, speaking of paddle boats, uh, the Tonga Room and Hurricane Bar hooked up to the Fairmont um someone jumped in recently did you see that oh yeah i did i think there's a 500
1: hundred dollar fine
0: yeah don't don't jump in but um uh, it's it's actually close to top of the mark um fun place to go never regret it when i go there i love bringing tourists there so uh yeah it was a classy place to go in high school i remember (laughs) that was like the cool classy place to go in san francisco uh so yeah I, I think we have some really good picks here. I think we could have a sequel really easily. I think if anybody's listening and wants to make suggestions, um, we could go in that direction too. I, I feel like we only touched on the wonderful tourist traps that this city has to offer.
1: Yeah, let's put it out there on Twitter that people can tell us their favorite tourist traps and, and we'll keep adding to this list. Yeah,
0: and come to our movie.
1: Yes, come to our movie, April 21st, 7 p.m., Balboa Theater. We're showing What's Up, Doc? And our bagpiper friend, Lynn Miller from the House of Bagpipes, for all your bagpiping needs will be there, as well as Mac Allen, everybody's favorite Muni bus driver, who's gone viral um, on Twitter a number of times, and also writes poetry. He will be reading a bus-themed original poem. Lots of fun to be had. Norton Yitzit will be there, and we hope you are, too.
0: Yeah, and look for my story on the Alta Plaza Park steps. Uh, It is a very deep dive into the history of that stair behind you (laughs) that's kind of damaged. Uh, People are going to love it. Thank you, Heather. Thanks. Sweet. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is "The Tide Will Rise" by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album *Community*, and *Cable Car Bell Ringing* by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think. At sfchronicle.com/pod.